If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-Bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFBomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-Bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butter, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends, including the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFBomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFBomb.com. If you've been around the keto community for any amount of time, you've probably heard about keto coffee, basically coffee blended with MCT oil that's promoted as a ketogenic alternative to carb-heavy breakfasts like cereal, bagels, and oatmeal. And if you love keto coffee, you should definitely try Natural Force Keto Coffee Creamer. It's keto certified and contains C8 and C10 MCTs sourced 100% from organic coconuts. But if you're like me and you really don't drink coffee, you might be feeling a little left out right now. But never fear, despite the name Keto Coffee Creamer is amazing in all sorts of things like iced tea, sparkling water, and my personal favorite, Stevia sodas. I like to add a tablespoon of vanilla Keto Coffee Creamer to Stevia Cream Soda, and let me tell you what, it tastes like an indulgent dessert with absolutely none of the guilt. Keto Coffee Creamer features a special type of MCT oil that can mix instantly into both hot and and iced coffee with just a spoon. So you don't need a blender, shaker, or any special equipment. Just pour, stir, sip, and go. If you're ready to instantly ketofy coffee, tea, sparkling water, and more, now's the time to do it. Head on over to naturalforce.com jimmy for an exclusive offer available only to listeners of this show. Natural Force Keto Coffee Creamer. Today's featured audio is from the 2019 Low Carb Cruise. Head on over to lowcarbcruiseinfo.com to get full details about the May 2020 Low Carb Cruise. Ah, uh, living la vida low carb. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. My name is Cindy Miller Mikowachik. My wonderful husband's here in the front row. He's my biggest uh, cheerleader. And we're going to talk today about the keto trifecta. What is it about macros, insulin, and glucose? Those of us that are seeking better health really need to be able to understand or begin to understand because it is a process. And I will apologize ahead of time about having to come over here to click this. So how many have ever been uh, somewhere where you've heard the word trifecta and you know what it is? Anybody here know what trifecta is? Racetrack, I've heard. Yes, that is the original use of the term. It's now being used more widely. But when you go to a race and you bet a trifecta, you are saying when you place that bet, I know who's coming in first, second, and third. And they have to come in that order for you to win the big trifecta. 
The reason we're calling this the trifecta, the keto trifecta, is there's three main things that for me, have made such a difference in my life, and that's learning to understand the importance of things. Because when there's three things, like a three-legged stool, the, oh, sorry, I just there's the one, two, three. The, the three-legged stool, the tricycle. So, <laughs> Stephanie, you said that your happy place is your bicycle. Mine would probably be a tricycle, <laughs> uh, just because of the, the more safety there. But three is powerful. When we have three, when we can understand these three concepts, we're going to do many things to help ease our, our health. So we're going to talk about the trifecta, and I'm going to see if this will work, and it still won't. Um, let's start in the middle. Where are you today? What is your health status? Because while I first started this to get my sister off of my back about it, I had health issues. I had concerns. My hemoglobin A1C was up. Now, you may be one of those healthy, overweight people. That was certainly not me. So what's going to feed into us improving our health status, our understanding and implementing things into our life, such as our macronutrients, what we put in, understanding glucose, our blood glucose, and insulin. So let's start with who am I? Who's my family? Well, my family has always been funny, loving, insightful, I think. I think we're insightful. I... I I like to think we're pretty smart, maybe that's just myself, but we all were obese. My grandparents, my great-grandparents, my entire family, obese. When there was a time back in the 60s when I started grade school that being obese was unusual. I was the butt of many jokes. I would come home in tears because they would weigh you in front of the class, and I remember specifically in the first grade I weighed 92 pounds as a six-year-old, and I was devastated. We have almost all of us followed a ketogenic lifestyle now for three years, and now I'm very, very happy to say that we are now a bunch of losers. <laughs> so, a little bit about my family. This was us back in the 60s, and I'm the one on the far right. My mom had to make my clothes because none of the clothes fit me that you would buy in Sears unless we went to the Husky area, if any of you remember the Husky area. And this journey is really about my sister who's always looked out after me. She's a little bit older than I am, and she's always looked out for me. She's always had my back. And this journey is all her fault. So this was us, not at our heaviest. I'm in the blue shirt on the right, and she's the one in the flowered shirt. And then at the low-carb uh, Salt Lake City, um, we took a picture, and that's us today, a good 40 years apart. And, and it's all her fault because she started low-carb keto before I did, and she would call me all the time and say, Cindy, I want you to do this with me. I'm like, gotta go, boss is calling. Oh my gosh, your email just came in. Didn't want to talk about it. And this is a good thing to do when you're trying to get someone to understand the joy you found and the freedom you found eating low-carb is get yourself out of the picture and put in something. She goes, well, we'll let you just watch this one video. If I send you this video, it's 20 minutes, will you watch it and give me your opinion? That took her out of the equation. And I was open to that until I watched it. And then it made so much sense, I was ticked off. Because I was like, oh, man, now I have to do this. I have to follow this. Because if you've not watched this video, this TED Talk by Dr. Sarah Hallberg, who's now involved with Verda, it's what if we've been treating type 2 diabetes wrong this whole time is the name of this talk. So let's do a real quick, please don't applaud because I'll run out of time. This was my sister Debbie at her heaviest. 
And this was her, whoops, and you got to see her. It's hard to see this, sorry. This was her with a total loss of 147 pounds. Her husband, Bob, who just joined us late to the game, he only joined us about six uh, months ago. This was him, and don't give up on people. When I say six months ago, that means for two and a half years he did not have any interest in falling keto, and he feels tremendously better. This was me at my heaviest. This was me at 307 pounds. This was me when I started keto. There's another shot. I love this one because I couldn't even put down the candy bar. <laughs> my brother Mike, total loss over 100 pounds, uh, metastatic colon cancer times two, had to remove his entire abdominal wall. Keto, I think, has saved his life. He was stage four and he's still alive and has gotten to see two kids get married now, continues to lose weight. My brother Steve, also a nurse before keto. We were a bunch of obese. Was it genetics or was it what we were putting in our mouth? Was it genetics? My daughter, type one since the age of three. This was her and she's still on her insulin pump. But look at the vitality. Her A1Cs are down, her insulin's less than half. Type ones always will have to have exogenous insulin. Her husband, who when I said, what, what if you could eat avocado and bacon on a diet? <laughs> And this was him down now. So this is them today. And my, they had multiple miscarriages. Somebody's mentioned PCOS a couple of times. A couple of people have. They had multiple miscarriages. Were so de so depressed. And this is when I said, why don't you try keto? Why don't you think about Rachel and Justin if we can look at regulating your hormones? And this is her with Noah. Those of you that follow her, she's Rachel D. And that was her holding that very healthy baby. He is a keto baby. Those are avocados and eggs. He slurps them down. Like a, and this was him a couple of months ago. My daughter, Lauren, at her heaviest, and this is her now. My nephew, it is doable. It is, if you keep it simple, satisfying, and sustainable. So my family overall, our progress so far, um, keto, 917, and our total is 1,289 pounds. It is life-changing. It has given us freedom. Thank you. So... Why am I going to stand up here and talk to you about the trifecta? Why is it so important that you begin to understand it? First off, I'm going to try to boil the ocean in 45 minutes. There are entire textbooks, medical textbooks, about each of these concepts. I'm going to do enough of an overview that those of you that are in this audience who are not medically, in, you don't have a medical background or clinical background, hopefully will start to understand it a little bit more. And I'm going to take poetic license with some of my statements for those of you that do have a clinical background because I'm trying to make it as simple as possible so we can grasp this. So what we choose to put in our mouth is more important than we ever, ever thought growing up. It's more important than you might even know today, and I'm learning each day things I can flex and things I can move around. And no matter where you are today, no matter where you sit, no matter where I am today in increasing my metabolic health, we don't have to stay here. Jackie said to me the other day, she said, oh, and I, it might have even been in her lecture, you will never be younger than you are today. We're just going to get older, okay? So if you think that, well, it's so hard because I'm 62, which is my age, um, I'm just, it, I, it's just not going to work. Please watch my thing about weight loss stalls from the Salt Lake City talk. There is hope for each of us. There is healing for each of us. 
as we continue to seek to understand informed self-care. I am not a doctor, I am a nurse, this is my personal journey, I'm not here to tell you what to do, I'm here to encourage you to practice informed self-care. Learn your body, learn how you respond to different things. What um, Kim and the others have talked about and, and um, the thing about carb addiction, there are things that we can learn about ourselves. Sometimes they're hard, sometimes they're fairly easy. Because what we're facing right now is this absolute tsunami of obesity in the United States. And um, Amy talked about the fat threshold. Unfortunately, most of us are not metabolically healthy with our obesity. We're metabolically deranged, we're crazy sick inside. It's just not as evident. So I'm gonna show you really quick, I'm gonna go like this, and what I want you to do is I want you to look at the, the date at the top, and I want you to look at the color change from the CDC, the trend in obesity. So each color is a certain percent of obesity. In the United States, this starts in 85. Every click I'm gonna do is one year. Every time you see a new color, it's an increased rate of obesity. 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 2000. Oh, new color. Each year, each year things are changing because the food we're eating is changing our metabolism and it's making us sick. And this is the last year in 2010. I haven't been back to the CDC website, but what do we think looking at that trend where we're at today? New colors. The cost of dealing with chronic metabolic issues is bankrupting our healthcare system. And, and we have more power than we ever knew because we can change what we put in our mouth. We can become part of this grassroots movement. We can help by sharing, like Dr. Barry says, share your story. So of course the conventional viewpoint is, hey, eat less, move more, you know? Just all it takes and a calorie's a calorie, whether it's from a Coke or whether it's from an avocado, it's all the same. And I say, no, not. Every type of macronutrient we put in our body is going to elicit a different response hormonally. And when we start to understand that, and we go and we're a voyeur in the, in the buffet, we can say, will this help me or will this harm me? Is this helping me reach my health goals or is this going to hurt me? You know, the whole thing about vomiting, I think Marie, Maria said that her kids were someone's uh, children were vomiting, it can make you ill. Because we were told when those colors were still mostly white back in the 70s, that if you put mostly whole grains and if you put your fat at the very tippy top, that you're going to be healthier because Eisenhower had had a couple of heart attacks, but he smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. Didn't, didn't think about that. But anyway, I digress. And I think that even if those people, um, Amy was talking about that some people can eat low fat, but that's not what I ate. That's not what got me to 307 pounds. What got me to 307 pounds was this. This is overly ultra-processed food with dyes and chemicals, and they have what's called a bliss point. Do you know that there's chemists whose entire job is to make that food in that cellophane wrapper so tasty you want more? The whole Lay's potato chip, bet you can't eat just one. And whether you buy that in Japan because I've worked there, or China because I've worked there, or the U.S., it always tastes the same because it's a chemical reaction that they're processing and they're ultra-processing this food. 
So I'm going to encourage you, don't be afraid to enter the low-carb zone. Don't be afraid. <laughs> All right. So remember I said that the keto trifecta, you have to choose one, two, three, what order they come in. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you out of macros, insulin, or glucose, which do you think is the most important thing for you to get control of? One, two, three. Insulin. Ah, I heard some interesting things. Interesting. So out of those, to me, to me, in my understanding of where I'm at in my keto journey, if I can keep my insulin low via manipulating the rest of the things, my health is going to improve. Starting today, not, oh, I missed the, I missed the opportunity. That was 20 years ago. It's too late for me. Today, you can change your health. My dad is 86. 86. And he's, he feels, he said to us the other day, I feel like I'm in my 60s. Now that's a big statement if you're because he feels younger than he's felt in a long, long time. So what is insulin? Why is it so important? Let's talk about what it does. It's viewed as a master hormone. It has many, many functions, which we can only touch on a few of them today, and even uh, then I won't be very deep. It does many, many processes throughout our body. Its main job that concerns us day to day is regulation of our blood glucose or blood sugar. We all have um, blood sugar. It Typically, we'd like to keep it somewhere between 70 and 100, whether that's fasting postprandial, which means after lunch or after a meal. I'm glad I have you before lunch versus after. You will have a, a natural rise of that blood sugar. Insulin's going to come out and it's going to put it down into a, the range it needs to be because our body wants a normal blood sugar. It will do what it needs to do or what it can do to keep the blood sugar normal. And insulin is the boss of glucose. Insulin is the boss. Now here's the surprise, I, you know, because we've been managing people's blood sugars by giving them medication to lower the blood sugar. Okay, but it doesn't evaporate. When I have a med or I exercise and the glucose is escorted out of the bloodstream, it doesn't, it doesn't evaporate. What happens to it, guys? It's stored somewhere, adipose on my outside, visceral fat in my liver, in my pancreas, in my muscles. It is, I used to be a ribeye steak everywhere. <laughs> you got to think about that one, marbled fat, I mean marbled uh, muscle. So it has to be stored somewhere. The very first thing the body does, it says to the liver, hey, do you need some glycogen? Hey, muscles, do you need some glycogen? Because that's where it's stored as glycogen, which is a, a, a readily accessible uh, sugar. Or it'll offer it to the brain and says, how do you need it? And, and my body for years, for 59 years, was like, my God, you just knocked on the door 30 minutes ago. She's eating again? She's eating again? No, I've been sitting in a chair. Um, so it's offered to that, but when it isn't needed, the body then will take it and store it in the fat. It stores it as fat. I, If you thought of how many calories I had stored, if a calorie was a dollar, I had a million dollars, billion. I could, you know, I could have fasted for a really long time, but what we don't need is stored in our cell. I like this, this quote by Dr. Robert Ludwig, and he says, insulin is like miracle grow for yourselves. Insulin, when it is there, is going to help your cells grow. So you're thinking, well, okay, fat cells, I see that. I see the tomato. I get the, I get the thing about, you know, the junk stored in my trunk. But what's interesting is because we've changed so dramatically, eat small meals throughout the day, hockey because when insulin is there 
its job is to store that those calories as fat. And unless you are bicycling across the United States, and even then, we know how athletes do on ketones, what happens is I eat and the blood sugar goes up. That's normal. That's normal digestion. Insulin says, oh, there she is again. And it comes out and it says, I'm going to help you. Blood sugar, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get the blood glucose normal. And so it comes out. But what happens to me and to probably most of you is that I'm like, oh, I feel that. I get a little hangry, I get a little sweaty, I get a little irritable, so I seek out that fix again because I, I, I want to feel that comfort food. And I think it was Dr. Um, who's talked about carb addiction, was it Dr. Robin? Tracy King, uh, King spoke about that because when I have insulin constantly coming out in response to what I've eaten, because I've told it to, I've said, you know, and my insulin says, oh, I'm so tired. Okay, I'm coming out again. You ever had somebody knock on your door numerous times while you're trying to sleep? You're like, oh, I'm just going to start ignoring you. I'm not going to answer the door. And what's interesting, when we look about weight loss, which is how most of us come to this journey, is about losing weight. It's not necessarily we knew at the time how much it increases our health. When insulin is present, it is a one elevated insulin. We're always going to have some insulin in our body. When elevated insulin is in our body, it's there because we've asked it to come out of the pancreas for the most part. And when it's present, my fat release, the ability to burn fat is shut off. It, is, it has taken that fat loss captive. And if I'm eating, even if I'm eating keto throughout the day, be careful. Be careful because you're triggering insulin to some degree, even with protein. So insulin's vital. I need it to do its job. I need it to respond when I eat. But what I don't need is to have it. Okay, so if I, can I pick on you again? Because already, <laughs> why not, right? So let, let's pretend that um, I'm gonna give you a, a, a dollar's worth of carbs and you, you release a dollar's worth of insulin. All right, over time, if I give you a dollar and a dollar and a dollar, my cells start to go, oh, Oh, well, maybe I need to give her two so she'll shut up. Maybe. So the insulin starts to go up. My body has to crank out more insulin. Think of a volume control on your speaker. All right, so what a buck used to buy me in the way of insulin, now it takes five bucks of insulin to get that blood sugar moved out of the bloodstream. Is that making some sense? So what happens is over time, we've asked so much of our poor little pancreas. That you're, you're very tall, I'm sure. But what we've asked of our pancreas here is for it to continually work, continually work, and the cells are like, I don't need it, I don't need it. And we end up, do you remember this commercial? It's vital, but there could be too much. And to me, this is why this macro is the most important of the trifecta, because if we can understand that what we do, both in exercise or not, sleep, stress management, the macros or the food we put in, if we can control insulin, we can change our health because insulin does lower blood glucose. It is what we tend to think of, but there's other things it does as well, and I'm not even going to be able to list all of them. It causes other cells to proliferate. It causes them to grow, and especially when we look at things such as our vascular, meaning our circulatory smooth muscle, through, through uh, smooth muscle proliferation, it even endorses cancer cell pr proliferation or growth. 
Have you been interested in trying the new cutting-edge technology of exogenous ketones but didn't know where to get started? Let me introduce you to Perfect Keto. Visit perfectketo.com jimmy and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto was created by a functional medicine clinician who developed this unique formula for maximum efficacy. It's great tasting and the most affordable exogenous ketone supplement you can find that raises blood ketone levels up to 1.5 millimolar to help increase mental focus, boost your energy, and commence fat burning. It does not contain any soy, dairy, gluten, artificial sweeteners, binding agents, or anything that doesn't directly improve your health. The synergistic power of a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat, ketogenic diet with Perfect Keto Exogenous Ketones will have your body running optimally. Perfect Keto is available in delicious chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. Each serving comes with 11.38 grams of high quality beta-hydroxybutyrate for maximum ketone boosting while adding in magnesium, potassium, cocoa, stevia, and vitamin C for extra micronutrition. Again, try Perfect Keto for yourself at perfectketo.com jimmy and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect keto. So if we think about hyperinsulinemia, too much insulin, not too much blood glucose right now, because we're talking about this part of the trifecta, it has so much to do with all of these things listed here, which I won't read to you. It triggers or engages in or has a process in all of these chronic metabolic diseases, plus many more that are not here. So when we look at the keto trifecta and we look at what has happened over time as we've bombarded our body with glucose of some sort, sugar of some sort, because it, be, it could be glucose, fructose, or galactose. Those are the three main simple sugars. But over time, more insulin's needed. The volume has had to be cranked up. And our pancreas can re reach this limit of not being able to produce anymore. So more and more insulin's required. We get this hyper, too much insulin, insulinemia in the blood. Too much insulin in the blood. So hyperinsulinemia, whether you want to call it insulin resistance or hyperinsulinemia, there's two sides of the same coin if you think about it metabolically. So this is a, a slide from Dr. Tim Noakes. So if we look at this chronic metabolic derangement that we're seeing in the United States in any country that has westernized their diet, any country that has adopted the standard American diet, that tip of the iceberg that we see here, the dyslipidemia, the cancer, the high blood pressure, which is hypertension, the obesity, the arterial disease, coronary artery disease, or heart attacks is still one of the main killers in the U.S., but it's not triggered by the fat we eat. What's it triggered by? It's triggered by the inflammation and the problems with the glucose. So the keto trifecta, that's all the time I have for insulin, but it's massive. Listen to Dr. Ben Bickman, listen to Ivor Cummings, listen to, my husband will walk in, I'll be putting on my makeup in the morning, and he'll say, hey baby, blah, blah, and I'll say, wait a minute, I have to stop a podcast. I am always listening to something to better myself, whether it's keto related, or it's vitamin D, or sunshine, or grounding, or something in the spiritual realm to help my Christian walk. I'm always filling my brain with something that is gonna help me be better today than I was yesterday. So we look at the trifecta, we've talked about insulin so briefly, but let's talk about the next one. And the next one I wanna to talk to us about macronutrients, preaching to the choir. 
but there may be people watching this online who aren't aware when we say macro, we're talking about the macronutrients. There's three main ones, unless you believe that ketones are the fourth, but let's just go with these three key. And we're going to talk about each of them. I'm going to, you, you had breakfast or maybe you ate dinner last night and you chewed your food, hopefully at least 20 times because digestion does begin in the mouth as they talked about yesterday. That's why you can put a piece of white bread in your mouth. I'm not asking you to do this experiment and hold it and it basically dissolves. You don't even have to chew, it'll just dissolve. Digestion begins in the mouth. You chew, it goes down this muscular tube called your esophagus. It goes down into the stomach where all that churning happens. It goes into our small intestines where we start to have the nutrient absorption. And then we get into the large intestines or the colon, which goes up, down, and across. And that's where our water and then the waste comes out through the anus. And it gives us instructions. We eat it. Have you ever walked by a bakery and you smell something and you get hungry five minutes later? You're having a cephalic insulin response. You smelled it, and the body thinks you're getting ready to eat it, and so it says to the pancreas, incoming, the brain says it, and the pancreas is like, okay, and it sends out insulin, and there's nothing there to meet it, and you, you get hungry. It's amazing how complex our body is, but it gives us instructions, and as it enters the digestive system, our body will respond a certain way. So next time you choose to eat, think of this as your instructions for use. I'm going to eat it, and it will tell my body how to respond. My response may be out of whack for a while if I've got high insulin levels. I'm, I've got type 2 diabetes, and I give you a dollar, and you give me $10 worth of insulin. So it may take time for my pancreas to realize it doesn't have to secrete so much. But we're going to have very different responses. Let's, let's talk about fat. This is the one that's interesting. They're emulsified. Our body absorbs them in the lymph and it gets dumped into our, uh, eventually, our inferior vena cava. But it is vital and necessary for life. That's why when an animal kills in the wilderness, what do they eat first? They eat the, the organ meats and they eat the fat. That is valued because it's vital and necessary for life. And it typically doesn't spike your insulin. Fat's a safe food if you're trying to manage your insulin levels. Protein, that breaks down to amino acids. Protein is also essential for life. Even the vegans or the vegetarians should be really calculating out that they get all the essential amino acids. It is necessary for life. It can trigger a mild insulin response. If you are type 2 diabetic, you might get quite a large insulin response compared to a 10-year-old child who hasn't damaged their body that way. Carbohydrates are carbs, the dreaded carbs. Now, they're not, as others have said, there's not a good and a bad carb. But there are certain responses that can damage you internally if you don't understand them. So I mentioned those are your three main monosaccharides, glucose, fructose, and galactose. The rest are built off of that. We, we won't have time. Listen to Zoe Harcrum's lecture at Low Carb Denver where she talks about this very elegantly and talks about fiber. Guess what? Carbs aren't necessary for life. We know this. You guys all know this. Glucose is necessary for life. Blood glucose. But we're so efficient at understanding it, our liver will make it in a process called gluconeogenesis if we need it. So while carbs aren't necessary, glucose is, but I don't have to eat it, here's where we get back to that. And all of these three things in the trifecta interact with each other very, very importantly. They're all interwoven because when I eat that glucose, frequently especially, and my blood sugar shoots up and I get that hyperinsulin response and it shoots it back down, I literally can feel shaky again. I used to, if I drank a mocha for breakfast, Oh my gosh, an hour later, I would be shaking. I would check my, with my daughter's blood sugar test kit. I, one day I was 42. 
because I'd had such an insulin response after my glucose and it just slammed it down. I should have known then how much trouble I was in. So we get hungry because we've consumed the sugary carbs. It breaks it down into some sort of blood glucose. Our blood sugar goes up. Um, it, then the insulin arrives, it drops, and you feel it. And you get like this. I don't like Snickers, but I love their commercials where people are hangry it's, and they, they turn into something. So you may, even with a low-carb diet, and that's why it's so important if you're metabolically ill right now on insulin hypertension medicines, that you start this very carefully with a doctor. That you're under someone's care, you start working with someone because if you are still taking the same amount of insulin, you can put yourself in all sorts of trouble. So here's the main types of foods <laughs> that we eat. So most people don't know what a macro is. So we either eat ultra-processed, where there's that bliss point. We eat the processed type that's had a little bit like the whole wheat bread. We eat the things, this is the last two of the ones I like to eat, the things I process in my kitchen. I buy something and I my processing that's a little joke but I processed it with a knife that's good and then there's the whole foods these last two are going to elicit much less metabolic problems for you if you're processing them in your kitchen or your whole foods so we've talked a little bit about macros so much to learn about them don't have time for that today especially since I'm keeping you from lunch or this the social panel so um, Dr. Tracy talked about this the other day is it a food or is it not, actually is it an addictive substance? Addictive substances are not necessary for life. We have to develop, we develop tolerance for them as we're exposed to them over and over again. And we want those, we have those cravings, we yearn for them, as she talked about this first or second day on the cruise. So when we look at these sweets, you can't even go to Lowe's. You can't go buy a two by four without having what in the aisle right there? Candy, cookies, chips, you name it, sodas. I look sometimes, I'll walk into a, to pay for my gas at a gas station, and it's like all of these drinks, and there's, you try to find something like water or something, and there's this little section, everything else has carbs. So, Jackie Gleason, you, those of you that are a certain age will remember, he used to go, how sweet it is. Yes, did, would you have a question? Or you just remember? <laughs> yeah. Yep, how sweet it is, but it's dangerous to many of us. It's just like the whole alcohol thing. Somebody can have a glass of wine and it not be a problem. And one, one, another person has that drink and they're triggered. So we eat the glucose, it gets into our bloodstream. Now this is the important part of not just the macros, but what carbohydrates especially will do to those of us who have overexposed ourselves. Now, we will always have glucose in our blood. In this arts tradition, the little yellowish-white dots are your glucose. The bigger sort of concave things that look like a Frisbee are your red blood cells. And then there's other um, blood uh, components in, this, in the, your bloodstream, white blood cells, etc. You will always have some level of blood sugar in your bloodstream. We must have it for life. You can die from a severe hypoglycemic reaction. And when we do eat that and the, the pancreas gets the signal to, hey, she ate some more carbs or she's smelling it, it looks like she's going to eat it. This pancreas, which is tucked up under your liver here, as you can see there, is going to secrete some insulin. It's going to go into your duodenum. It's going to go into the small intestines. It's going to escort, in essence, it's like when you go into the dining room tonight, they'll, the first night, they said, what table are you in? You know, I'm in 411, and they're like, okay, let me escort you. You didn't get it, now they, they just let you go in. But what happens here is that insulin comes into the bloodstream at a higher level than it is at that point, and it says to the glucose, come along, let me show you where to go. Hey, heart, do you need it? Hey, liver, hey, brain, hey, muscles, do you need it? 
And what happens is it escorts it out because its main job at this point after a meal is to get that insulin, uh, excuse me, get your glucose normal again. So it goes in, it says, um, and they talked about, Amy talked about the GLUT4 transport. It goes, hello, Sal. She's eating again, and the GLUT4 starting to get up there. Okay, let me open the door. And the glucose goes in. But over time, it just gets sort of worn out. The response is, is worn out, so it has to knock harder and harder, more and more frequently. And it gets to a tipping point. What is type 2 diabetes? Type 2 diabetes is where has, there has become a tipping point where the body can no longer keep your blood glucose normal. It cannot adequately respond to the amount of carbohydrates you're putting in. So now if you look at the one on the right, lots of little yellow-white dots, lots of glucose floating in the bloodstream. This is type 2 diabetes. This is a carbohydrate intolerance at this point. How many of you know someone with a peanut allergy? Do they say, hey, carry your EpiPen around, and when you want that PBJ, just Give yourself a shot. No, because it would kill you. All right? So, but we say to diabetics, just cover. You want that donut? Just cover yourself with some insulin. Totally wrong way to treat it. But why is this important? And I'll be closing here in just a few minutes because we're now on to the glucose part of the trifecta. Type 2 diabetes is the body's inability to clear that glucose from the bloodstream effectively. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Sugar is sticky. Have you ever seen a child eat cotton candy and then go to sleep or it gets in their hair or they have a lollipop and it sticks to their face? Sugar has an affinity to stick to protein. Stick to your hair, stick to your face, stick to your other fingers. And this sticky sugar is what your doctor is measuring if you've ever had a hemoglobin A1C or A1C for short. Has everybody, anybody ever had that drawn? What is a hemoglobin A1C? Well, remember, sugar is sticky. And this glucose, even at the regular level, even when you're four years old or four months old, you're gonna have a certain level of glucose in your bloodstream. And that glucose has an affinity for the protein in your hemoglobin molecule in your red blood cell. So the glucose will attach to it, sticks to it. This is called glycation, right? So it glycates to the protein in your hemoglobin. Some is normal. Under 5.7%, you're pretty good. You're not going to be considered type 2 diabetic. However, as your, hype, as your blood sugar goes up, hyper, too much, glycemia, gly, G-L-Y, meaning glucosemia in your blood, it will lead to an increased attachment. And guess what? Whereas oxygen gets on the, the red blood cell, it gets off. Oxygen gets on the red blood cell, it gets off every time we breathe. Every time we breathe. Once the glucose glycates to your red blood cell, to that hemoglobin molecule, it will not get off till that red blood cell dies. It is stuck, it is glycated. So for the next three months, the, li the lifespan of your red blood cell, that is stuck to it. It negatively impacts how the red blood cell functions. It takes up space on the bus that oxygen should be occupying. And this large cap, this large red blood cell, is going through the capillary and it typically just sort of spins through the capillary, brings in the groceries and drops off the trash. That's what our, our blood does for us. But what happens is it develops into large and small macro and micro blood vessel disease. I work in wound healing. You would not believe the number of patients that we treat with a diabetic foot ulcer or that have retinopathy. So it's a significant injury that happens when we do this to ourselves. So this glycation would be normal 
So if we're pretending that's the hemoglobin molecule and the little blue dots are the glucose, some level of glycation is normal. We expect that when we do your hemoglobin A1C. This would be this artist's rendition of what it looks like if it's overglycated. Now you imagine how sticky that is. And here's the, here's the interesting part. It doesn't just stick to the protein in our red blood cell. It sticks to any protein within our body. The smooth lining of our, of our vascular system, our, our, um, our joints, it sticks to our tendons. We get all sorts of inflammation. And when that happens, it starts to create damage to every blood vessel in our entire body. Every blood vessel starts to have damage. Too much science behind here to cover in our time, but this starts, it's not the fat you're eating that's doing this. It is the glycation and the inflammation and all the stuff that happens as the body tries to spackle over that inflamed glycation that starts this process. So what will happen is it's not just our arteries that are damaged, it's the blood flow to our, our, our bones. This whole thing about osteoporosis and brittle bones, diabetes damages every organ in your body and in my body, and it even damages your nerve. Have you ever met a diabetic who has nephropathy or neuropathy or retinopathy? Pathy meaning abnormal, the word in front of it, retinopathy, damage to blood vessels in my eyes. Nephropathy, damage to my kidneys, kidney failure. Neuropathy, I can't feel my feet. I don't have that protective sensation. So head to toe, that elevated glucose, which comes from what I've eaten. So I have the glucose keto trifecta. I have the carbs that cause that glucose to be there. And I have the insulin that's just sort of freaked out because I've asked it to do too much. So from head to toe, I'm impacted. And one of the things I want is for anyone in here who is trending to type two, is type two, wants to never become type two, to know that we have so much power on our plate, on our fork, how we prepare our food, what food we choose to eat or not eat. And, and the question is, what if we've been treating it wrong? Back to the Sarah Hallberg TED Talk, what if we've been treating it wrong? Is it a carbohydrate intolerance? Is it time to stop trying? <laughs> Dr. Westmico make me cry, because when you broke <laughs> for 20 years, and Jackie, for 40 years, you've tried so much suffering, so many limbs have so many people dying early, what we put in our mouth is so very important. And the medications that we give for these chronic metabolic diseases don't treat it, they just mask it. And it causes weight gain, and we maybe, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we should alter what we eat. Maybe that's the answer. This is a great quote. We can't treat our way out of this problem that we're in, but we can prevent it. We can start to educate each other and ourselves, and we can say, this doesn't have to stay this way. It can't stay this way. We, we're, we're more than this. We, we're more than this. So when we look at the cellular pathways that either are going to give us longevity or cause cellular disease or chronic disease, we look at these things. Some of it we've talked about, glycation, this whole hyperinsulinemia or insulin resistance, in inflammation, the oxidative stresses we're, opposed, we're um, giving ourselves from not sleeping and using bad cleaning products, et cetera, the mitochondrial dysfunction that happens with all of this and the cell, cell membrane instability can all be improved. Every one of those can be improved. 
from where we are today and what we put in our mouth. So that keto trifecta starts with understanding foods and how you respond to them and what you should eat for you and how often and how much and all that good stuff because food is powerful. It's powerful. And when we look at what we can do to impact this trifecta, whether you start at one corner or the other, whatever one of these three legs on this stool that you can start to impact today or you have been impacting I applaud you and I thank you for your time. Ah, uh, living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show.com. Woo!